In the depths of human history, a cryptic chapter unfolds. Stories etched in the collective consciousness, tales that converge from every corner of the globe. Tonight, friends, we embark on a journey into the heart of the unknown, where the woods harbor more than meets the eye. Deep within the recesses of folklore, we encounter a chorus of cautionary voices, warning of perilous encounters with malevolent entities and disembodied calls that beckon the unsuspecting into the silent embrace of the woods. From the seductive holder of Scandinavian allure to the elusive Kitsune of Japan, the spectral wild hunt haunting Europe's realms and Ireland's Ieshi, our narrative unfolds like pages from a forbidden tomb. As we traverse continents and cultures, these chilling echoes converge, revealing a cosmic thread that binds the tales together. In the twilight of reality, we unveil first-hand accounts from intrepid souls who have had the misfortune of experiencing this phenomenon firsthand and live to tell the tale. Throughout this episode, ask yourself three simple questions. Who are these entities? What do they want? And what happens to the unfortunate souls that answer their sinister call? We'll see you on the inside. You are now entering the realm of the Freaky Deaky. An unsuspecting stop at the crossroads of fantasy and reality, where the frayed edges of make-believe seep into this cookie-cutter, white picket world you've been led to believe is far from extraordinary. What you're about to hear are true stories. <clears throat> Alleged true stories. Christian, just... <sighs> okay. Tales of the strange and inexplicable thought only to exist in film and folklore. Although difficult to accept, we do not know everything about this reality about time or space, what lies beneath the ocean's depths. And try though we might, the unchanging truth remains. There are some things we legitimately cannot explain logically. Just from that intro, can you tell what this episode's about? Hell no. Yeah, I was wondering that. I was like, is this too vague? And it might be. Folks, welcome back to the Freaky Deaky. We are happy to have you here in this, our humble abode. If you are new to the show, we ask you one thing and one thing only, and that is that you listen to the entirety of the episode. And if you enjoy what you hear, go ahead and slap five stars on that bad boy and help us grow this baby out. You know, it's a lot of work that we put in this thing and you guys are just as much a part of it as we are. You help us grow. And that's, if anything, kind of the most important thing. Find us on social media at Freaky Deaky Pod, Instagram, Facebook, the like at TFD Paranormal on TikTok. If that's more your speed, if you have a story of your own, send that bad boy into the gang at thefreakydeaky.com to be featured in a listener story episode, which are Christian and my favorite, lost and lured in the woods. What so, was that Irish word you attempted to say? Eishe. I don't feel like you're correct. Well, I can say that I'm more correct than you are. How would you say it? I'd have to see how it's spelled. A-O-S-S-I. A-O-S. Mm-hmm. S-I. Mm-hmm. I have no clue. Never mind. Exactly. Moving on. Moving on. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So for our Irish listeners out there, all four of you, looking at you, Chris, let me know, did I nail that or did I fail that? In the meantime, we're going to go ahead and uh, we're not diving into any of those. And I didn't even mention the Wendigo. I should have mentioned that too, because that's similar lore. If one of our Irish listeners finds out that you said it incorrectly, I would love for them to call us and say it, pronounce it correctly for us. Yeah, it's 801-997-0051 is the voicemail line. And we are actually going to be playing a voicemail at the end of this episode from one of our dear listeners, Ian. And you're going you're gonna to want to stay around for that. Yeah, all that aside, I feel like the things that I mentioned in the introduction paragraph are stuff that we should actually look into for episodes. But I wanted this to be more of a, an episode about just stories from people that feel like they've been lured into the woods. So we're going to find out where all the children went to. Wow. Okay. Starting it off weird. Like missing 411. 
No, we're not going to find out anything. We're actually just going to read some stories and we're going to hope that our listeners can can kind of, you know, sift through the breadcrumbs and be like, hey, you know what? Maybe this this is what's happening. This is what's going on or send in their own suggestions, because these are literally at the end of the day. These are stories that are just people that have been either called to the woods, seen something in the woods and felt drawn to it. There's like mimics and stuff like that. You hear like folklore about, you know, Wendigos and all those things. There's a lot of weird stuff that happens in the woods and there's a lot of weird entities. Allegedly, I'm saying that for you that lure us or try to lure us into the woods. And these people are the ones that through their own great judgment decided, you know what? I'm not going to do that. Have you ever heard that call? The call to the woods, the call into oblivion? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we actually, and that's part of the reason that I want to start looking into this stuff is we talked about it. What was it? Probably a few weeks ago where I was like, sometimes I just feel drawn to like this weird drawn like to the woods. Like I need to go to the woods. I need to stand in the middle of the woods. No purpose whatsoever. I just need to get out there and do that. And there's a weird eerie feeling to it, but also kind of like a grounding feeling to it where it's like, oh, maybe I just need like reconnect and like step away from all this craziness and just get out to nature and kind of experience that, you know? So there's like a, there's a good and a bad side to it. And I don't, I honestly don't know which it is. So that's why I didn't go. But that led me to this episode where I'm like, I want to see if anyone else had these feelings or, and there's a couple folks that did. And we got some actually really interesting stories in here. A couple long ones. My favorite, a nice long one. That was me making fun of myself for a change. Isn't that fun? It happens. It does happen. So Not enough. Well, enough for me, but that's fine. So yeah, if, if you have a similar experience to this, or if you're listening to these stories and it kind of like resonates with you a little bit, just sound off in the comments somewhere, you know, social medias, or if you're watching on YouTube, thank you. Yeah, just give us your thoughts on it. We love hearing from you guys. And at the end of the day, Christian and I don't have all the answers. I do have one answer though. If you get, get that call. Don't go. Don't go. That is the one answer we can provide you, but also at the same time kind of go though, right? No. Get people to go with you then. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Get people and then go. Good idea. A little bit safer. Absolutely. We're going to start this off. Actually, we're going to start this off with a very interesting tale that I'm looking forward to hearing what you think of this. It reminded me of a couple stories that we've heard in the in the past. And again, demonic possession type stuff, but just almost like that zoning out. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm just I'm going to stop spoon feeding it to you. I'm just going to read it. And this is uh, this is called I'm Just Looking. And it's by Spooky Penguin. I live on this big piece of a sort of small farmland with two homes. The house my husband and I live in, and the house that is owned by his grandparents a short walking distance away. We have a lot of woods surrounding our land, and we get a lot of woodland animals that come through our yard a lot. It's one thing I really love about living here. There's a groundhog family I've got to watch grow up that live by one of our sheds that mind their own business and don't bother any of the small crops my husband's nana grows. Irrelevant? Anyways, our dogs kind of just know the territory and walk around freely between two homes and the large field. I guess you could call them farm dogs, but they don't really do anything. My dog is a three-legged 15-year-old chihuahua that manages to get around better than me somehow, and nana's really fat beagle who would lick you to death. We're also dog-sitting my mother-in-law's big dog for the 4th of July weekends since she's going to be somewhere with lots of fireworks and he really doesn't like them. So now we got all that useless information out of the way. Last night I came out of the bathroom and the big dog starts freaking out. Like whining, howling, kind of stomping his feet like he wants to show me something, if that makes sense. This isn't really unusual for him. He gets pretty mouthy when he wants to go outside, so I started going towards the door, which then he started gesturing with his head towards. So I opened the wooden door before our screen door and he just froze in our kitchen like a statue. My dog then came up behind him and froze too. They both stared directly at me and turned their heads towards the door in sync like they were gesturing for me to go outside. It was so uniform, I don't know how to describe it. It just felt so wrong for them to do, but at the same time I assumed maybe there was a skunk outside or something. I went onto the porch to see our grand neighbor's dog sitting happily on our porch, which made me relax a little. There were very distant sounds of fireworks, so I thought maybe that's what our dogs were on edge about. Then the fat beagle on the porch did the same thing, looked at me, and nodded his head towards the woods like a suggestion. I noticed he was sitting uncharacteristically still, and wasn't panting and snorting like he usually does. I walked to the edge of the porch and looked around for a bit. Eventually my eyes landed at this one spot, a perfect hole between the trees that allowed me to stare back deeper into the woods a little bit. And in that spot, 
I saw a pair of eyes open and blink at me. The rest is kind of a haze. I just remember thinking, you need to go into the woods, over and over again while urging myself not to do it, like I was having a battle with a rope pulling me. It suddenly looked like there was grass that was laid perfectly for me to walk on, like I could point out spots that had been tread on by my feet before. The best way I can describe it is like that one Junji Ito story about the fault where people were being lured into their holes. I do not get that reference at all. If someone else out there does, then congratulations. It was like there was a path made for me to walk to this pair of white eyes staring at me from the woods. My husband noticed something was amiss. I guess because he heard the door open and wasn't sure where I was. I always tell him when I go outside to read or sit on the porch for a while. And I just kind of heard him behind me go, what are you doing? I remember saying, I'm just looking. I specifically remember saying that. I would bet money on it that those were the words that left my mouth. My husband kind of started getting worried and started guiding me inside, but I remember saying, I'm just looking. He finally ushered me inside and shut the door, turned around wide-eyed and kind of questioned saying, um, you do not need to go out into the woods. I was really confused. From what I remembered, from his perspective, what he should have seen was me standing on the porch staring into the woods. I never mentioned anything about walking out there, just had the sensation that I should move. It was then he told me that apparently I kept looking out like I was in a trance and saying different variations of, I just need to walk out into the woods for a little bit. And I have no recollection of this at all. I've had weird things happen to me before, but this truly fills me with dread. I don't understand what happened, and I'm honestly really frightened about any of us going outside alone for a bit. I really, really feel like there's something trying to lure us into the woods or something. Hmm. Spooky. Kind of spooky, right? Yeah. I have many thoughts. Let's hear some of them, Christian. Let's get them off your chest. Well, like the first part, when the two dogs kind of looked at her and kind of nodded their heads toward the door, I don't necessarily think they were telling her to go to the woods. Hmm. I think there was like, you're seeing this too, right? Like, my treats are over there. Grab me one. No, I think they were like, there's something out there. Mm -hmm. You Can't you tell? Yeah. Maybe there was a predator out there in the woods. Glowing white eyes? I mean, when you're... In that scenario, it's really hard to determine what kind of eyes. If you see eyes in the woods, it's mm. it's scary. It's instinctually scary. Yeah, there's no getting around that. Yeah, so even if it's the, the eyes of an owl, mm -hmm. when you realize that there's eyes looking at you in a place where you don't expect to see eyes, the little monkey in us wants to scurry up a tree or get away. I'll give you a fun little anecdote about that that aligns perfectly. Right before the snow hit, I went, or maybe it was, yeah, it was right before the snow hit. I went outside to smoke, and uh, as I step onto the porch, I literally, like, I'm just looking around the yard, you know, it's pitch black, and I just see this set of glowing eyes staring at me mm -hmm. from my lawn, and I'm like, oh. And I remember immediately staring at it for like four seconds and be like, you know what? Fuck that. I turned around, went inside, and I looked out the the window in the other room because it was dark. Just two moose laying on the lawn. <laughs> and I was like, I'm glad I didn't see like four eyes because then I would have been freaking the hell out. But, but yeah, just chilling, laying down on the lawn. Yeah. But it was enough to scare the shit out of me where I was like, whoa, <laughs> okay, I've read enough of these stories. Right. I'll go inside. Yeah. And that's that could be the basic thing. I mean, as you move farther into the story, it gets kind of creepier and creepier. Mm. And it makes yeah. you wonder, can the woods do that? Yeah. Is there, I mean, psychically, it kind of sounds... Like M. Night Shyamalan-y. Well, in a, well, I, in a gonna, sense. <laughs> I mean, it does, but I was going to say it sounds almost like a Bigfoot calling to you. Mm. Yeah, we heard... We, a te telepathically or whatever. The old mind speak, yeah. But um, what if it's like Mother Nature trying to end you? Like, I, I've always thought that Mother Nature is pretty good mm. at taking out people when it wants to. Yeah. And... Could that be part of the call to go into the woods when you to the point where you're in a trance almost? Yeah, like when cats die, they go and like hide away somewhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they're like, oh, I'm going to go to a place where no one's going to find me. Yeah. And just but disappear. But that's different. That's them just being like, I'm just, it's time to go lay down somewhere, which is I, I think if we lived in a more, if we lived in that kind of a setting as mm -hmm. a human, we would crawl off into the weeds and just lay down and die too. Well, sometimes I feel that way. What were they going with that? It's um, like, really, what's what's this power? 
You know, I and we we're not I'm not going to dive into it too much right now because at I do want to do an episode on like fairy lore and stuff like that. And actually, you sh- I'm going to send you a link to a book that you should read and and see if that like if you could come up with an episode for it, because I'd be interested in seeing your take on that. Okay. But there's a lot of stuff like like with fairies and stuff like that. I mean, we hear missing 401 stories all the time, right? But with fairy lore and stuff, there's a lot of speculation around, you know, these entities lure you into almost their realm and then trap you or, you know, let you go or something. I don't know what I don't. It's been I mean, we've dealt with different types of stories that aren't really fairies that are similar mm-hmm. to that. Yeah. Sometimes you get let go. Sometimes you get torn to shreds mm-hmm. or turned into a kushtika. I said it better that time. There you go. But um, another thing, just before we move on, hmm. there is a, a third I th- option. I, th- I think you know, you might know the name of it. But what what cats can se- secrete in their urine? Hmm. Toxoplasmosis or something like that. Yeah, so and, it's, it's along that line. Yeah, yeah, and it makes basically would make a, a mouse or a rat docile and trusting in front of them. Yeah, maybe. Maybe there's some some animal out there that can do this. A predator. Maybe it's mm-hmm. a cat. I mean, depending on where this is at, they could have had like a large cat that is able to, you know, spread that whatever it is organism, and and it gets into a human's body, and maybe they react the same. Like oh, I got to walk out there, even though there's a mountain lion sitting over there. Mm. Yeah, it is really interesting the the thoughts that come along with these things. Like I really just need to go take a look in the woods. You know, I just need to go walk in the woods. You know, you're like, why? Where did that come from? And it's definitely not me. Which, it, again, I say is fine if you're with a group of friends because they mm. can look out for you. Yeah. But if you go off on your own, I mean, there's so experienced hikers and outdoorsmen mm-hmm. have just disappeared out of the blue because they wanted to go walk out in the woods. Exactly. Yeah. I And actually, I think I, I think it was a Wendigo story that I, I heard on another, a different podcast of this guy that, you know, was out hunting boar in Texas. And he, you know, said, usually when you go boar hunting at night, like you go with a group of people for safety reasons, obviously. And, and he's like, but I just didn't. And he had a terrifying story about, you know, what he saw through his binoculars and whatnot. <laughs> I'm like, I do not want to see that at all. First off, you have to wonder about this guy because he went boar hunting by himself. And that's mm-hmm. like one of the most dangerous animals to hunt because yeah. they're known for They don't mess around. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But yeah, it's just interesting. Like, in all, like I said, all the things we mentioned in the intro, I want to eventually do full on episodes on because I'm fascinated by all this. But I, I put them in there for the, the sole reason that a lot of them have similar threads where it's like mimicking voices or like luring you into the woods or luring you outside or whatever. Like, it, I don't know, man, it's just it's creepy to think about that even being a reality, you know, like or a possibility of reality, I'll say for your benefit. But yeah, I mean, well, that call's been there. For many thousands of years because it's it's in the form of myths from pre-recorded history mm-hmm. and this this next one that we're, we're getting into is uh similar to what you said like have a group of friends or something like that but it happened to just two friends and later they were quite shook when they realized what was actually going on and this next one is from sloan frying pan it seems as though Other people have experienced similar things, so I wanted to tell my story. It happened when I was 10. There was five or six of us spending the night at my friend C's house. Her parents own a ranch in the hill country region of Texas, and their home was built on top of a hill. Was it a burial ground? Um, possibly. (laughs) Other than the dirt driveway up to their house, the hill was wild land covered in cedar trees. It was a clear, slightly chilly night in maybe October or November, but after the sun went down, the moon was out, so we stayed out playing hide-and-seek using the driveway as base. Their ranch was far enough out of town and well-fenced, so our parents didn't really have a problem with it. During one round of hide-and-seek, me and my friend G were the last two hidden, and we were so good at hiding and avoiding the seeker that the seeker found everyone else, or so we thought, and enlisted them to help find us. We had almost made it back to the road when three of the girls unknowingly cut us off and we ducked down behind a ridge dirt, a ridge of dirt to remain concealed. G chucked a rock across the road behind them to divert their attention. We were waiting for them to get far enough off the road to make a dramatic rush for the safety of base when I heard what sounded like a rock getting dislodged and sliding down the hill behind us. I thought G might have done it so I didn't say anything but she kind of looked at me and asked if I was okay. I was about to reply when we heard what sounded like one of our friends, C, the one whose house we were staying at, 
calling from way down the hill behind us, saying, help me. We bolted straight up and yelled for the others. They came running back to the road and we told them what we had heard. No one had seen C since we had started that round of hide and seek. We took them to the spot where we had hidden from them and called out C's name. For a moment, all was quiet. Then, faintly, even farther down the hill, we heard her say, help, I'm stuck. We panicked and ran up the driveway as fast as we could to get to Camille's house. I guess we know what C's name is. Mm. <laughs> I was like, oops. <laughs> I'm like, how do you say C the entire story? And then just forget and then continue a sentence later. Camille just got doxxed. Yeah. We panicked and ran up the driveway as fast as we could to get to Camille's parents. When we burst through the kitchen door, ready to yell for her mom and dad, C was sitting at the bar eating a popsicle. She said, I wondered how long it was going to take y'all to find me. She gloated. We all flipped out in the way that only 10-year-old girls can. Her parents heard us freaking out downstairs and came down to see what was going on. We told them what happened and her dad grabbed his shotgun, got in his truck, and went to drive around the ranch making sure there wasn't anyone on the property who wasn't supposed to be there. But he didn't find anything. I've always wondered what we heard that night. We didn't talk about it much, but I know it remained in all of our minds every time we stayed over there past sundown. Does anyone know what it might have been? Especially since other people seem to have heard little girls' voices outdoors. That's not fun. Mm -mm. And in Texas, was it the Wendigo from my previous story? I don't know. Skinwalker. Possibly. Very, very possible. Yeah. A fox calling out in the night that sounded like, help me. Yeah, that happens so often. I mean, it does happen. Some of those animals out there will make some baby sounds. Yeah, baby sounds I can understand, but they don't talk plain English to me for sure. Hopefully not, but to 10-year-old girls, scared? Yeah, probably not that either. But What do you think it was? That's the question, man. That's Like, like I said, going into this, I do not have the answers for this, but I am wildly fascinated by the idea of it. If it was the 80s, I'd be like Satan worshipers. But since it's not, and since that was fake anyway. Um, Christian, ugh, we're not going down that route right now, okay? You're 100% wrong and you know it. Uh, I don't think so. But anyway, but, but anyway, I mean, even there's plenty of, of creatures that are known to call out to us. Like a Wendigo. Yeah. I mean, Wendigo, but depending on what part of the world you're in, there's a different creature like that. Like I an ASU? Yeah. Even a Bigfoot's been... Yeah. Spoken of in the same way. Who was that one guy that had the the mind speak encounter that was like a big name? I don't remember, but I do remember. He had that show. He was like the the real Bear Grylls, you know, like wh who was that guy? Les Stroud? Yeah, Les Stroud. That was it. That's funny. I say the real Bear Grylls. <laughs> you know, like, oh, I know who that is. But, but yeah, like he, his encounter was pretty wild to the point where I, if I remember correctly, he, something was calling to him and they told him like, we're right beyond this ridge. If you want answers, then come up here. And he didn't do it. That's how people disappear. Exactly. You know, like, I don't know, man, it's such a fascinating topic that it's. I bet you too. There's a, this is the difference between like, say somebody that's outdoors a lot mm. and a city person. City person's like, hey, Marge, somebody over the ridge needs our help. <laughs> yeah. Let's, Let's go. go. Yeah. And then you never hear from Henry and Marge again. Mm -hmm. But an outdoorsman will be like, uh, we're going to go back home and then maybe yeah. see if we can get some help. It's time for me to hit the old dusty trail. Maybe next time. You don't You don't go walking into the woods for like that type of voice. Mm -hmm. We've all heard it before. It's like the siren song of the woods. Yeah. And even if it's in your own mind. You can tell when something's not your thought. What if it's in your own mind and it is your thought, but you just don't realize it? That's even like your your mind is like, let's end it here. Which so are you takes saying, away the free will, which is scary on a whole nother level. Yeah. That has nothing to do with spooky that we like to talk about. But what about like you have situations where there's a theory, at least, that when you if you have deja vu, right, it's like that one of your eyes is picking up information a fraction of a second before the other eye is. And so when it hits your brain, you're like, I've already seen this. I've already seen this. And so like you're confused by it because you're like, what the hell is going on? But your brain just processed the information yeah, maybe a little faster than it normally does or exactly. something. Exactly. So it processed it in like, like one one hundredth of a, of a second after that, it processed it again. So in your, your brain, you're like, I've already seen this. When did I see this? Am I psychic? You know, like, what if it's something like that uh, with thought? 
like where your brain processed a thought and then a fraction of a second later, it, it processed it again. You're like, wait, that's not me. You know, because it seems so foreign when you hear it. The shit's weird either way. Like, let's yeah. be honest. Like, there's no getting around the fact that it's creepy as hell. But if there was some kind of rational explanation for it, and maybe there's, because there's plenty of people listening to the show that aren't necessarily believers in any of this shit. They just kind of enjoy, well, I don't know what they enjoy, but they're here. Uh, so maybe they've got some, some quote unquote rational explanations for this type of stuff. You know, I'd love to hear it. That what if all the stories we've heard about for years that end up being like cryptids mm. that parents tell their kids are basically just parents telling their kids these stories so the wood, they don't answer the call to the woods. Yeah, just they, in case anyone's out there. What if it's just, it doesn't even have to be, once you go out into the woods, you know, you're in danger. It's spooky. It's it's cool, but it's spooky out there for sure. There's something eerie about the woods. A lot of people die just being like a mile down the trail on the, or off the trail on the in the woods. Yeah, I mean, that is doesn't true. Take that long that far to get lost out there. Is Mother Nature trying? To, like you guys are too busy destroying me. I'm gonna destroy mm. you. But I'm gonna pick only the innocent one, yeah. and I'm gonna leave well, all the serial killers I mean, alone. Mother Nature is also out there. Like let's throw an earthquake here, a hurricane. Yeah, there. let's be honest. Mother Nature, kind of a bitch, you know. You know, a flood there. But yeah. when we're let's let's make it novel and just call one of these idiots out into the woods and then see what happens. There you go. That's the spirit. I have a nice long one. You focus on that way too much. I do. My brain does not have a good time letting things go. I've noticed. Bro, come at me, bro. This one's called Hiking in Switzerland. Mm, going on a bit of a trip. Yeah. In our favorite rocket ship, no less. To a neutral country, so nothing spooky must be going on there. Baby Einstein. Yeah, exactly. I hoping you're going to finish the lyrics, but I see you were not. Stop for a minute. I need gum. I don't think you need gum. No, I need, like, I'm super tired today, so this will help me. You're just going to chew directly into the microphone? I'm going to try not to, but opening it is loud. Well, if you do it away from the microphone, it's not as loud. No, I feel, I feel like I can still hear it, even if I can just feel the vibrations of sound through my fingers. All right, the beach boys. It's called hiking in Switzerland. As I mentioned before, you had to get some gum. Christian's got some gum. Wow. Worst song of all time. <laughs> no, <laughs> no I, I cannot stand that song. Yeah. Uh, while hiking in Switzerland, I decided to see Matterhorn, the famous mountain up close, as close as I could. So I left the village I was staying in early, Zermatt, or Zermatt, and walked through meadows, hills, and then up the mountains to reach the plateau. Early in the morning, after just leaving the town, I walked the straight path, past some houses on the left, town behind, mountain ahead, and forest on the right. In front of the forest, there were a few curious old huts on long legs. Stilts are what you call them. The ones you climb to by a ladder. They were all made of round planks and soot black. My imagination immediately called them witch, witch huts, relating them to movies and legends I knew. They seemed closed and I couldn't get into any of them. Well, first of all, why are you trying, dude? Those aren't your huts. I'm like, it, they feel like someplace where they burn bodies. Yeah, hey, look, witch huts. Let me see if I can get inside. Hey, Goldilocks, back off. Anyway, they seemed closed and I couldn't get into any of them, but I felt a slight shiver of excitement though I didn't really want to get in. Classic. So I kept on walking. I saw the mountain, met some people, had lunch, and in the afternoon decided to walk back to town. I remembered the way and backtracked pretty much exactly. On my way back, the mountain was behind me, town ahead, houses and meadows on the right, and black spooky huts on the left. You okay? I am. I was running out of breath there at the end of that sentence. Like, huh? like 12-year-old Scott. I know, I came back. Came back. Meadows on the right and black spooky huts on the left. Is that better? Guiding the entrance, a path leading into the forest. I should note that despite checking out the huts in the morning, I didn't notice there was a forest path starting behind them. Curious about it, I checked the wooden road signs placed in the vicinity of the huts. To my surprise, the one pointing into the woods said Zermatt, but the one pointing to where I originally came from in the morning said some other town's name. I was very confused. I looked back and looked again, thinking that maybe my brain was tricking me, but I kept seeing what I saw. I stood there for a while. A few hikers passed in each direction. All stayed on the main path. Nobody went into the forest or looked at the road signs. I sat there in front of the huts and smoked a cigarette. I thought whether I should go into the forest. Why the signs showed such weird directions, I wondered if there was a reason I should go in. 
but I was already very tired to the point of my legs feeling weak, so I decided to go back the way I came from, to trust my gut and take the most common main path back into town. When I stood up, the signs were different again. There is no way anybody could rearrange them, no wind or human. I was there the whole time and the only people who walked by didn't stop at the signs, let alone tinker with them. The one pointing to the forest said some other name and the one pointing to my starting point said Zermatt, like it should. I told about this story to my friend in Zermatt and he just laughed at the idea of paranormal entities trying to lure me into the forest. I did have a creepy feeling about the huts but at the same time it was a beautiful day and I still wonder whether there was some kind of adventure awaiting me if I took the forest path. What do you think? That path was his wardrobe. Isn't that weird, man? That is wild. He could have gone to Narnia. I know. Or death. Or the witch huts. Maybe they're boiling and toiling and whatever See, they uh, do. When I when I heard his description, I was like, that's where they put bodies in, in the old way. Decay without the animals getting too into them. You don't think they would have torn those down by now? Maybe they still use them in some places. Gross. He said village. Yeah, that could just be phrasing I for know. different countries, <laughs> man. I don't know. Yeah, that's, I don't dude. What would you do in that situation? First off, I would go over what I ate that day, what I ingested, because when signs switch like that, either it's magic or something's wrong in your head temporarily right there. Or there's demons. Or there's demons. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. I was going to throw it in there before you, but. But it's Switzerland, so it couldn't have been like. Those kind of demons, it would have had to have been like... Lighter hosing and clogs. Mm -hmm. Maybe they had chocolate. Even better. I'd yeah. go. That's some good shit Swiss right there. Swiss chocolate? Yeah, take Hell me. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I don't know, man. That's so weird that like there was no voices. There's nothing. Like he said, there was like kind of an like, uncomfortable, unsettling feeling. But the fact that all it was was just the signs were switched. I don't know, man. God, you, you, you can't imagine you come back from that, right? That's got to be something taking you away. Why would they just lead you into the middle of the woods and then do nothing? Be like, oh, haha, ha, gotcha. And then he just has to walk back to the sign. Yep. Look, uh, we got another one. Yeah. One tree says to another. Seriously, M. Night Shyamalan. He was right all along. We all knew that. Yeah. I don't even think I watched that movie. What was it called? Like The Happening or something like that? Yeah, it was, it was a great premise. Horrible execution though, right? It fell a little short, but I would watch yeah. it again. I think it's fascinating every time I see it. Yeah. And it's based on reality Tree, trees and plants do communicate that is true and that is also kind of creepy but it's fine you honestly. see they just secrete something in their bark that keeps the beetles off mm. but what if they one day do, they determine we were the pest and we are they would do exactly what that movie did and in some cases maybe they already are and that's what we're dealing with on this episode is well don't they produce air the, trees yeah, in general right theoretically produce, science says that theoretically yeah. those <laughs> damn scientists they say that but isn't it also theorized or maybe proven at this point that air is actually toxic to human beings and that it slowly kills us over time? I think that's a meme. I don't know if that's... No, isn't it something that like, it breaks down your lungs or something like that? Like That might be old age. Mm, maybe. I don't know. I mean, it's been probably over a decade since I heard it, but I do remember being oddly fascinated because we, the second we're born, we start to die, right? Yes, so far. So far, right? We had a vampire. What's the common denominator there, man? We're all breathing. But fish die. They're breathing too. They're not breathing the same thing. You can't prove that. What are you, a fish I guess now? technically they're getting oxygen out mm, of the water, but... Well, maybe. I don't know. What am I, a scientist? I sit in a room and I talk about spooky ghost stories, Christian. I'm not exactly the people's... That's what I, how I felt when you looked at me and asked me that question about oxygen. I'm like, I have no clue. I've got other <laughs> things to worry about killing me, like it right was, now driving in the, on the streets of Alaska. That's, that's true. And it was the confidence in my delivery that was like, I don't know, maybe that happens, but honestly, I have no idea. Me neither. So hopefully... Someone listening is a lot smarter than we are. Probably a lot of people are. Yeah, I'd be willing to bet the the great majority of it, based on YouTube comments, everyone. But Stan, you're not as smart as us. Yeah, Stan, take that. If Greg. Have, if we have a listener, Stan, that was just a joke. Yeah, Stan, you're cool. Stan, you're ground. Stick around. Sorry, no more rhyming. Anyway, I just, I was fascinated with that story just because there's nothing else except for him looking up and being like, now the sign says this. That feels weird. See, now the sign doesn't have to change if whatever is calling, let's just say the woods. Has spooky can, witch huts. Can mess with your perception. 
Yeah. Which theoretically in the first story, when the lady went into a trance. Yeah. Whatever's Uh, out there seemed to have been messing with her perception. I suppose I could see that to an extent. But you also got to figure in like a, a situation like this. That guy probably looked at the signs from all angles and he's like, no, am I just viewing this weird? Is it? No, it's different. You know, I don't know. That's that's weird. (laughs) <laughs> like the trees hypnotized him to mm. see the song, signs the wrong way and lead him to his death. Yeah, exactly. Man. So, and, and in the process, mm. they are properly fertilized yeah. with the flesh of a human. The forest grows. Cool. Sustenance. No. While the human slowly withers. Sure. Are you... I'm done. I'm taking done. on like Edgar Allan Poe-like vibes or are I you trying I felt like to... it there for a minute. I was about to bring in the raven part of the story but we'll save that for another episode let's in the meantime let's get into this next one it's called the gnome nobody likes them which we do nobody likes them christian nobody uh which we do need to do an episode on actually i, I believe i sent you a link to oh no it's going to be in the, the fairy thing is also little people so we need to do an episode on gnomes little people fairies all that stuff we got them here in alaska yeah allegedly allegedly I'm not talking about you, Freddy. Yeah, Freddy. Anyway, this is from Steffi19. As a young child, my sister was visited by a spirit that appeared as a gnome-type creature. Small gray beard and pointed hat. That's literally a gnome-type creature, yes. He always appeared at dusk and tried to get her to follow him into the woods. My sister barely remembers the episodes, but I remember her telling me about them and even remember once keeping her from following him into the woods. My mom remembers once when we were swimming in a neighbor's pool, and she came to bring us home for dinner. After being home for about five minutes, my mom realized my sister was gone. Instinctively, she ran back to the swimming pool and found her in the pool alone. She was three and could barely swim. We think this also has something to do with that entity, as she could not have walked that far in that amount of time by herself. Has anyone ever heard of an entity that tries to lure children away? Okay. Monetization revoked. (laughs) At that time, we lived in an area of Western Massachusetts known for paranormal activity. And there was a well-known case of demonic possession nearby. Not sure what that has. Yeah. Not sure what that has to do with gnomes, but unless there's a well-known case. To certain people of a certain um sect of a religion anything like that would be demonic right Mm, yes of course church magic yeah good good call there on that button a dark man in a white suit yeah i thought that one was interesting man yeah i like gnome stories but there's some i believe it or not i've heard a well you probably believe it i've heard a decent amount of them over the years and there's some very intriguing gnome stories and you know that's when you kind of lose all sense of hope and sanity you're just like you know what fuck it man i guess gnomes too fairies why not you where's the unicorns they got to be somewhere as well right the gnomes killed them stole the horns and put them as hats it's it is written no that's what they make their pipes out of buddy wow everything's gotta be pipes with you huh I mean, you work at a weed store for two months and suddenly you're the ganja man and it's all ganja downhill. Gotcha. That's not the case. Hmm. I was making these reference before I references before I ever. That is it. true. Yeah. Every episode, whether or not much to my own chagrin, there is some kind of drug reference from Christian. I feel like it's an Easter egg now because it bothers you so much. This, it's it's I not try an to Easter make egg. It more secretive. You're the one that comes out. You work at a weed store, Donja man. Well, <laughs> I was. I try to keep it at least to where certain people their pipes. What else would they? What like tobacco pipes? Like fucking Gandalf the Gray? What's they and even in Lord of the Rings they had pipe. <laughs> They did have pipe weed. It's called tobacco. Here you are just assuming it's some hardcore drug. I remember. It's just tobacco. That's what you think. And that's where you're wrong. Pippin did like a second breakfast after having pipe weed. Yeah, so so who you, knows? you tell me, all right? What were they getting into? Okay, you're, I think you're right this time. I am right. There was a gnome, right? Oh, I thought we were talking about Lord of the Rings. No. You're not right on gnomes. No, I was circling back to the gnome story. Do you think that the... Stories of gnomes are related to the uh, ingesting of certain. Um, wow. Are we immediately back into drugs? I was going to say. Uh, that took like 30 seconds, man. You give me 30 seconds of a drug free D.A.R.E. program. Dare. You get I'm it. just saying I'm, I'm making a comparison to like those partic- particular 
forms of nature are part of gnome and fairy lore. Hmm. Could it also be part of the lore that humans create because that has been part of their diets in the ancient past? You know, I'm not uh, really a sucker for the ancient past, so I can't tell you for sure. Just a thought. I mean, I'm not yeah. saying it's right or that's what I believe. I'm just I like, would like to believe that that's the case. I would love to believe that. I don't want to believe that I could go in the forest and have a bunch of gnomes come at me with sticks and stones and whatnot or whatever they do. What, um, were, what were the things that that made into that? Remember the old story about the shoe cobbler? Yeah. Were those gnomes that helped him? or I were thought those were elves. Were they not elves? I don't know. Uh, it's been so long. I love that story yeah. back then. Though. I remember the story. I don't necessarily remember the details, but I believe those were elves. So they're cousins, right? Yeah. I don't know. I'm I just lost. joking. I'm just joking. Yeah. If you're into elves and gnomes, I know they're not cousins. They ain't cousins, Christian. Don't at me. At him. Get at him. Bro. Anyway, this next one, now that we're over gnome all the gnome, up. yeah, we're all gnomed out. This next one is called Help Me, and it's by Anarkitty77. Now, let me tell y'all about the time. I'm pretty sure a cryptid. No. Anytime I see y'all, I think of Marlene. What's up, Marlene? Anyway, let me tell y'all about the time. I'm pretty sure a cryptid tried to lure me to my death. Yeah. And despite my logical mind, I still believe it to this day. Not I'm sorry much. that everyone else's mind must be illogical. It's You're not. I'm, I'm, I think a lot of people would consider somebody that believes in cryptic cryptids is not being logical yeah well there's certain people but, that believe we're exclusively being but, logical but people that believe in cryptids believe all the rest of the people are not logical so i get it i get it we understand it's okay. a circle anyway i was out hiking along the river during the summer when the river water level was low it's still a good 300 yards at least from one side of the riverbed to the other while i was focused on taking photos of a rock formation I started to hear what I thought was a man yelling my name at me from the other side of the river, but when I started looking for the person yelling, I saw no one. I saw no one there despite being able to hear them. Out of nowhere, I heard the same very loud and distinct guttural male voice screaming, help me, and the sound of breaking branches. I don't know why, but root instincts told me to run as fast as I could the other direction despite normally wanting to run towards danger when help was needed. I literally ran until I was lost and hopped someone's back fence only to be greeted with a ton of bones all over the backyard. Took an hour of running around like a chicken with its head cut off to find my way out again. I've been looking for news reports and police beats for something about an assault or something out there that would explain the screaming, and I've never found anything. Well, yeah, because the guy died. But, no, because no. the guy was like trying to trap her or him. So... Her bones could be added to the yard of bones that she came across. That's pretty creepy. That she didn't mention anything else about. What kind of I bones know. were they? Were they bones that a dog would be chewing on? Just Was, human skeletons all over the place. You yeah, know? from some guy that you know yells the help. Yeah, that uh, that's unsettling. As of yet, uncaught serial killer in whatever region this person is from. Yeah, isn't it freaky that you're like running away from something, you're like trying to escape, and you hop a back fence, and you're like, oh no, I made it worse. <laughs> what are the odds, dude? What are the odds? You're like, oh, finally, safety. And you're like, oh, nope. The yard is covered with bones. Isn't that nice? That sounds like a great opening to a horror movie where the person disappears after they stumble into the yard of bones. I mean, that does happen, yeah. And then a bunch of teenagers come to the lake and die one by one until the, the young virginal blonde saves them all. Stay away from the tweens or whatever. I don't want to dig through the sound bites to find it, so I'm just going to mock you. As I do from time to time. That is, uh, yeah. I just wrote that whole film right there. Well. Feel free to take it. I don't, I don't think feel, you did. I don't feel like typing it up. You guys can have it. I'm pretty sure that is Friday. No. What is that other one? Jason? All of, all of them. All of them. <laughs> they're, they're the exact same. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> anyway, um, let's see. The, this final one I wanted to add, even though it's not necessarily being lured into the woods per se, so much as it's being lured outside. I'm adding this also because there was a pretty fascinating similar story that I found in the comments. So we'll kind of close it on these two. And we're also going to, as I mentioned earlier, we're going to play a voicemail for you. And on top of that, we are going to mention or kind of just we don't want to get your opinions on stuff before we dive into it. And we have a pretty juicy question. So you're going to want to hear that anyway. Booty. Wow. We do not have a juicy booty, Christian. Speak for yourself. Wow. Okay. Okay. So this is called Overwhelming Dread, and it's by Grumpy Ghost Girl. Grumpy Ghost Girl. You have a name like that, but you're overwhelmed by dread. 
Well, I gave the title, but it's okay, fine. Okay, I get it. Last night I woke up around 2 a.m. I heard this soft yelling and was confused at first why someone was out. Then as I listened more, I realized there was a pattern to it. I wanted to get up to the window and see who was making that sound, thinking they may just be a drunk person walking through the parking lot. But there was this overwhelming sense of dread that came over me, like if I looked outside, I would be drawn to go outside, and if I went outside, I would never come back. This rhythmic whooping continued on for easily 20 minutes and then stopped altogether. It was not an animal, and I know this for sure. I've had paranormal experiences before, so maybe I'm easily spooked, but I think I was being lured outside. And even though it sounded human, I didn't get up to look. Now it's the morning after and I can't shake this feeling. Does this sound familiar to anyone? Some kind of hunting practice for a known humanoid or cryptid? As a edit, I live in an area of, filled with owls and wild birds, and I hear them consistently throughout the week. I don't have coyotes or any big cats in my area. I listen to owls outside my window often, and I can tell you this was something different. I don't know how to explain it, but it sounded like a human trying to imitate an owl. I only immediately dismissed it being a wild animal because it is truly unlike anything I've heard in my area. And then this was the this was a comment attached to that, and it was from Ozark Mama too. And I thought it was very fascinating, so I was like, I'm gonna throw this at the end here. It says, I am afraid it will attempt again to lure you. You must resist all urges to go see. If it is able to make eye contact with you, you're a goner. I am not speaking from personal experience, but from family stories and advice handed down. My great-grandfather told the story about Kin coming to visit and he had to give up his bed and sleep in the attic. One night, while up there, he heard something summoning him to come out to the yard. He said it was creepy and terrifying, but he was compelled to go. He silently crept downstairs to only be shocked to see his own grandpa sitting in the rocker by the fire. This man had been dead for some years already. Gramps and he loved each other dearly, so there wasn't so much fear as just shock. His grandpa said, go on back to bed, boy. There ain't nothing good waiting for you out there. Gramps just nodded his head okay and turned around and went back up. Whatever was out there called to him until the break of dawn. It left and, sorry, I almost sang the song lyrics as soon as I heard break of dawn. Oof. It got me. It called me. No. Anyway, it, it left and never came back. He told everyone at breakfast about it, and one of the visiting aunts confirmed she had heard the calling, too. They would talk of it many times through the years, trying to come to a conclusion, none of them ever doubting that the old man was still watching out for the family that he loved dearly. Isn't that crazy? Mm -hmm. That's like the like ancestral spirits or stuff you hear about a lot with uh, different cultures and stuff, where it's like, no, nah, once you pass on, you got people from generations back keeping an eye on you. And this one was like, just straight to the point, go on back to bed, boy. Nothing good for you out there. Ooh, that freaked me out. So it has owls, mm -hmm. which tells you it could be one of three things. An owl. Okay, four things. An owl. Yes. Aliens. Okay. Screen memories, yes. According to one of our recent episodes, vampires. Vampires. Old school vampires. Mm -hmm. And witches. Witches. So the brujas. So this person is surrounded by potentially plenty of things that might call him call her out into the yard or him out into the yard except the witches they don't tend to call you out in the yard yeah milkshakes will but yeah. but not witches oftentimes i've learned what if that milkshake song was actually a black magic song and that was just the code word people just stand outside milkshake and people come out to the yard damn right i don't know man that's that overwhelming sense of dread that you feel with certain things. Have you ever had that? Mm -hmm. Like, have you ever felt like just in a normal situation and had the sudden urge, like, I need to get out of here or I need to like close the blinds or I need to do this. Like nothing like that. I can't think of anything that's mm -hmm. ever hit me that hard. I definitely have. I definitely have. And um, like, I'm sure multiple times and granted, you know, some, some of the times possibly uh, there may have been reasons for it, you know, but other stuff, it's almost like that, that internal, that gut instinct where you're like, there's just something weird happening that I need to get away from. Well, and that could be something that is truly there, whether it's mm. some cryptid or demon or, or alien our Lord or and Savior, whatever Jesus you want to call it. Who knows? 
It could yeah. just be something dangerous that your body picks up on. Isn't it kind of weird that just like it, it seems random at times. Like it seems like it's just, I'm just going to stand in this yard now. Hey. Well, when you look at some, maybe some random deaths that mm -hmm. occur, like so somebody like dies from walking under a coconut tree or yeah. something equally ridiculous, Yeah, you know, and then you're like, okay, maybe that's what those gut instincts or that creepy feeling that dread True. was all about. Yeah. It was like a way of uh, maybe even like a form of time travel if, in a way where you're some part of you can pick up on what's out there. Yeah. So it gives you an option or a sign and then you choose whether to listen to it or not. Yeah, it's pretty wild either way. Signs, signs, everywhere signs. Everything must go Friday, Friday, Friday. You no, didn't get my reference, I did didn't, you? and I don't want to because uh, it seems like maybe it's an old one. It's an old song I yeah. cannot stand. I saw the sign and That's it opened a, up my that eyes. That song I can deal with a little better. Ace of Bass, classic. Classic. But no, that, the other one's like a 60s song, I mm. think. I think it was redone. It was redone in the 80s, I think, too, but I can't remember who did it. Or, But it was, I never liked that song. Well, I'm glad that you're sharing it with our audience. Sign um, of the Times, that's, that's a good good song sign of the times or sign of the times signs of the time prince he always did oh okay weird i was like, like are you talking about harry styles right now or whatever his name is <laughs> anyway that concludes the episode give us your but thoughts we have a voicemail or something no that concludes the episode we have a voicemail but the episode regarding woods and being lured and whatnot is is over Stay tuned. Voicemail on the way. Yeah. Th these final few minutes are going to be a voicemail followed by, uh, we're just going to pitch something to you guys just to get some, some opinions from them. But before all that, if, if dentine. you enjoyed the episode, did you say dentine? Yeah. Like, you said pitch something. That was the first thing that came to mind. Dentine ice? Like gum? I was like, went way back to when I was a kid and dentine gum was always on commercials way before was dentine there a ice. Pitch? Was there a pitch involved in that? Yeah, it was a commercial. That's you are grasping. It just took me back for a wow. second the way you said that. That is a grasp. So, it was. Anyway. It's just like that like weird mm. connection that hasn't been made in many years. And just probably shouldn't be. into ever an again. existence wow. randomly like a coconut falling on my head. Do you think I should continue my sentence? Or yes, go ahead. Wanna, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm going to shut yeah, up now. Yeah, that's a great idea. Anyway, <laughs> uh, we're going to pitch you guys on something that, that we... Yeah, I'll just get to it later. We're, this is a voicemail that we got in the other day and i thought it was hilarious i'll be the judge of that you will be the judge of that and this is from our boy ian in wisconsin who as we all know is re <laughs> is replacing christian on the show take it away ian scott my man this is ian in wisconsin and i just wanted to wish a special christmas time come at me bro <laughs> to christian thank you for all y'all do mm. and i will survive that ride when he picks me up blessings y'all are you aware of the reference? Uh, Is he trying to taunt me? Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it was because you said you were going to fight for your right to party, so to say, to stay in the hot seat. I got it, man. I played hockey. And, you know, yeah, that's true. He, the, Ian, to be honest with you, Christian was apparently somewhat of a goon based on uh, information that came to light recently. So I have been told that before. I think I was just looking out for my teammates, but that's the spirit. Yeah. Maybe other opponents didn't think the same thing. Yeah. But hey, if they wouldn't have started the crap, I wouldn't have messed with them. You wouldn't have finished the crap. I wouldn't have got there because. No. Yeah. So anyway, Ian, thanks for sending that in, dude. That yeah, was thanks, hilarious. Thanks, made, Ian. Made my day. And uh, and I know it's well past Christmas at this point when it comes out, but our schedule was a little bit ahead because I had family in town. You, you know the gist. So anyway, that is behind us now for the time being. Bro. And Ian's, now on to Ian's some. Ian's no bro of mine. It sounds like. Come at me, bro. Ah, uh, yes. Church magic. I almost did that perfectly to what it sounds like. But yeah. So uh, now on to something very weird to, to close this out completely. Guys, Christian and I recorded an episode last week. As I mentioned previously, Christian is working at dispensary of sorts now. So he has access to a just a fantastic array of products. If you're into that kind of if thing. If you're into that sort of thing, which we are, turns out. So last week when we recorded an episodes, he brought over a cherry limeade that was just banging. And your boy, well, I think we both got pretty, a little high, right? I was... That it hit I me more than, than usual. I less than you. Yeah, I drank way too much of it. And that was evident in the episode. So we have had this kind of running joke that we want to start a show called Strange Highness as like an add-on to this. 
and it would be under the the TFD After Dark umbrella, where pretty much every week or whenever we release the episodes, we would pretty much just partake in some kind of, you know, legal, I should say that, legal. Yeah, we're not doing anything illegal. Yeah, incredibly legal THC products. that Legal in Alaska. Legal in Alaska, where we are recording this government. I know you're listening. And so we thought it'd be a hilarious idea to to just do a random episode every other week or every week or something like that where we partake in a specific product and then we talk about some weird paranormal stories. And uh, so we kind of want to get your, we've never actually talked about it openly. I think the first time we mentioned it was actually on Alaska Wild. And I'm sure there's people that have figured it out over the the handful of years we've been doing this show now that, you know, you boys occasionally get a little weird, as is the premise of the show. But we're like, now that's kind of out there and that, you know, we shared that information publicly. We should open up on some of these shows that we've kind of wanted to do for a little bit. But we also want to get your opinion on it. Like, we don't we're not trying to rub people the wrong way or suddenly people are going to be like, oh, the Satanists or whatever, like. Yeah, I don't know. They'll There's, say that all of a sudden they say it about you, not just me. It, oh, it's going to be me for sure. Because they're going to be like, well, Christians can't smoke weed. And hey, spoiler alert, you can. Especially if you have an uh, overactive imagination in mind and you need to chill the hell out before you go to bed. Your boy partakes. It was a really interesting episode. The stories were fantastic that Christian provided. I just didn't want to like <laughs> dump it on our listeners immediately and have them be like, what the actual fuck is this? You know, I've listened to the show for years, never had this. And so we're considering, you know, people have asked us to to do like Patreon programs and all that shit. And we haven't set it up for the reason that we really didn't have anything that we wanted to do beyond that. Um, but we do have several different show ideas that we kind of want to maybe start recording now so we can start putting stuff under that umbrella. And with our you know, YouTube now, we have access for memberships and stuff like that. So if we charge like, I don't know, seven to ten dollars a month or something like that for a few extra shows, like a few different programs that we kind of put together that are, are fun, interesting. And if people that want to support that way can do that, gain access to extra content, stuff like that. But we haven't even started doing any of that because I, I wanted to pitch the idea to our listeners first. You guys are once again, the, the very, you know, lifeblood flowing through this program and if that is something that you'd be interested in then say hell yeah hell yeah um and if that's something you wouldn't be interested in then just keep it to yourself okay <laughs> no no you can let us know obviously like i know there's a lot of people that are, are kind of torn on that subject and i know a handful of our listeners especially in the facebook group that get blitzed out of their minds probably every single day so they probably wouldn't mind as much but how dare you I know. I'm just throwing this out there as a, a fun little idea for us to kind of let loose a little bit and have some fun with the show. And people that enjoy the show, I think would enjoy that episode, especially if you're into the comedy aspect of the show and not so much on, you need to teach me about Bigfoot because we don't do that. So, um, yeah, just let us know, especially if you're in the Facebook group, comment somewhere. Uh, Teresa probably did a, a new episode day graphic. Just comment on that and say what you think. If you'd be down for it, if you are offended that we even brought it up, or if you wish that we'd just go die, because maybe if not you, the last if one. If you wish for us to go die, I think you need to find Jesus. And I think you need to find another podcast to listen to, because it's really weird that you're hanging around. I'm not going to say his name. So anyway, yeah, give us your thoughts on that. Again, you guys are just as much a part of this as, as we are, and we want to make you feel included when we branch out and try new things. So wait, what are you saying or that they need to, that they'll let us know hmm. whether we should release this episode or well, it's no, that? it's if, if we should take this in a direction, the, the episode's coming out, okay. it'll probably be That's next week. Like yeah. I'm going to, I just switched this week's with, with that one. So we could give people a heads up and be like, Hey, just so you're aware, if so, you see the title strange highness anywhere, then no going into it that we're going to talk about strange things, but we're fucking high. Maybe not okay. too not too bad. I well, wasn't that bad. But yeah. Scott, I Scott had was way too hilarious. much limeade. Okay, it happened. There was way too much. It was tasty, and I was parched. Okay, it happens. It but does. It did. It, it is a tasty drink. It's very delicious. Yes. And uh, so yeah, if if that tickles your fancy, or if you're not into that type of stuff, just look for the title name. If it says Strange Highness on it, just know it's not for you. You probably won't enjoy it. I don't like laughing. I don't like having a good time. I hate fun then you know right off the bat that's not for you. But if you're in, into that type of stuff, you're you're going to enjoy it. And it's a different, kind of a different side to what we normally do. So with all that being said, we hope you do enjoy it. And we hope to hear your feedback. If you want to give us your feedback directly, join the Facebook group, comment, as I mentioned, send us an email to the gang at thefreakydeaky.com. Maybe don't send us an email because you're going to be your, your true self on an email. And that's going to be long as fuck. And your boy doesn't want to read that. Okay, I do it enough with the YouTube comments. Comment somewhere and be like, I'm down or I'm not a fan of that idea. Mm, that's all you gotta do in the meantime find us on social media at freaky pod 
Send your stories to the gang at freakydeaky.com, and we will see you right back here next week where Christian is going to get a little demonic. Again, can you Actually, no, not again. Well, actually, yeah, because that's the episode that I was just talking about. There, there may be a demon or two. And Strange Highness? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's the episode that's yeah, coming out uh, next week. So, yeah, it worked out either way. Two. And then after that, there's um, two in a row, Christian? Really? No, there's a couple crazy stories in, in that Strange Highness. Is my boyfriend a demon? So anyway, to uh, be determined. Yeah, we will see you right back here next week on the Freaky Deaky. Goodbye. See you later. Goodbye.